Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you, first of all, for uploading this podcast. You tune into Black Nurse Podcast. What is Black Nurse Podcast? Well, it is a spiritual, scriptural-based podcast um, that first starts off with entertainment, movies, games, as well as a little bit of technology. And because I'm a geek, <laughs> and um, we wind up with the scripture verse who we'll be talking about um, things of God and how God loves us and how we can continue to grow in the Lord. So anyways, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge of everything. So in this episode, we have Black History segment, which we've been going through our Black History Month series for the month of February. In this episode, we're going to be highlighting two of our our. Uh, are high achievers or high uh, historical people that have made a difference in American history. Harriet Tubman is one and the Rosa Parks is the other. And then we're going to be getting into the movie entertainment segment, a little bit about that. The 91st Academy Awards, um, not too much information so far right now, but the Academy Awards will be coming on tonight. And so I encourage everybody if you want to, you know, look at look at that. But I will be talking a little bit about that and the winners that will be coming out of that pretty soon. Also in that gaming and technology segment, um, Nintendo and Xbox. There is a rumor, guys, that Xbox could be bringing its cloud subscription service to the Nintendo Switch. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be uh, giving you guys some information on that. Also, the retirement of president of Nintendo of America, Reggie fils Yes, for a long time, he's been working with Nintendo, has been the head of our of president, the president of Nintendo of America. And we're, you know, sad to see him go, but it's time for him to retire and he announces retirement. So, again, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Also, the next part in our news and our technology segment, Sacramento, California, introducing its first self-driving shuttles to Sacramento State campuses canvases excuse me so we're going to be talking a little bit about that and the project that they that the students or what have you put on for that and that was awesome and then we're going to be getting into the samsung galaxy unpacked event that happened last week and there was so many announcements that came out of the samsung galaxy event there was four phones announced and two wearables and we're going to be talking about that also the future of 5g so that's kind of we're going to be talking about how that's going to be connecting to our devices how things are going to be faster, how, how 5G is going to be impacting a lot of our devices that we use. And then we're going to be ending this podcast with a scripture reading. And this re- this week's reading will come out of the book of Romans, chapter six, verses four to twenty three. It's going to be dealing with, you know, how we're walking closer to God and how we can continue to walk in the Lord and be obedient to, our, to the Lord in our lives. And then a little bit of a promotion on the Bible Project. Some of you may not know what it is, but I will definitely give you some information on the Bible Project. So again, I thank you for uploading this podcast and hopefully you sit back and enjoy this. Um, subscribe if you if you like what you hear and enjoy this next episode of the Black Nerds Podcast. Hey, so we're going to be talking a little bit in our Black History segment about two individuals 
And first of all, I want to find out, um, did you guys do any reading on some uh, people in our in Black History? Um, February was our Black History Month. And I noticed there was a lot of movies and shows all on, you know, cable television and things like that, um, kind of more highlighting like black movies and things like that. So I think that um, Black History um, Month is a good opportunity for us to to um, really observe a lot of our American black American um, achievers that, you know, went through different times in our history and be able that have contributed to American history. <clears throat> and I know that um as a you know a, a black African American man myself, um as I you know came up in school, I know that um especially in a, in a elementary as well as just a regular grade school, um there was not too much um, emphasis too much on black history or you know people that were in black history i mean yeah we did have um you know different different people that were emphasized in black in american history we had american history and that was like people like martin luther king um you know uh wd web du bois and uh others but they were very kind of like summarized just a little bit really didn't really go into a lot of detail so even in even the information that i'm bringing you at this time is really not a not enough information to kind of go into um the different different things in which they you know um pretty much you know did um throughout american history so again i just want to kind of you know emphasize or or just kind of give you some the names that you could possibly look up um in the future and maybe if you're a parent with children and stuff it would be nice to be able to kind of you know let your children know about people that were very um pivotal in american history it's good that um young people um know um where as far as the representation of our of our culture in American history. I think a lot of times we grow up in America and and it's okay to know American history, but a lot of times we don't know any anything about people that were a part of us, people that were, you know, that represent and look like us and 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 how we, you know, might have um, been a part of uh, certain invent inventions, certain things that, you know, might have happened for us in, in American history. So um, it's important that that we do our research and also the those of us that either lived at that time. And that's another thing. If, you know, you have like, say, I don't know, like a mother or father or grandmother or great grandmother or whoever, it's really good to be able to sit down with them, talk to them about, you know, hey, you know, how is, you know, what happened in your day and, and get some background about the time that they were living in. You, you know, you get you'd be surprised. All depends on, you know where your grandparents might have been from or what part of America they were raised in. A lot of times, you know, you you get a lot of this sense of, you know, what was going on at that time period, and especially when it came comes to black history. I mean, we've been through as a as a as a 
you know, African-Americans, we've been through so much, you know, each generation. And you, the further back that we go on a generation, we can see how life was for them and how we can learn as Americans and the African-Americans, how we can learn to achieve and continue to persevere. And there's so much that our founding fathers, you know, from American, from black American history um, that we could learn uh, even for today's generation and also future generations coming like, you know, I don't know whether you know whether you're a young person that might be listening to this podcast but it's so good because one thing that we we get a chance to learn in our history is we learn how the people that was that came before us how they laid that foundation but also the character building that it took for them to go through what they had to go through to achieve the things that they achieved. And yes, there's a lot of achievements that they, that people have done in, the, in, in American history, history, in spite of all the, the, um, all the, the, the abuse and all the slavery and all the, you know, just the outright hatred that they had to endure, but still coming out of that and still achieving the things that we now are reading about. So it's very important for us to, you know, kind of go back and look at the things that they have gone through. And, and it also tells us that if as they went and as they went through certain adversities, so can we. We can still continue to, to strive and pursue our goals and dreams, even as African-Americans in the country right now that I'm not going to say is like totally, totally uh, uh, outwardly racist. But there is racial tension. There is, you know, kind of racial undertones that still go on even to this day. And so, again, you know. Um, we can look back at those uh, people that have paved the way and see how they got through certain adversities and so that we can be encouraged and continue, continue to pursue our goals and dreams in order for us to also make a difference in American history. So, again, um, just kind of wanted to bring up, bring that up a little bit. But um, our first person that I want to I want to bring up in um in our history, black history segment is a woman named Harriet Tubman. A lot of people might have you might have known about her already reading some of somewhat about her in history as well. But I wanted to kind of bring her up um, in this segment. And it says here, it says she was um, an American abolitionist and a political activist. She was born in slavery born into slavery, excuse me, um, Tubman escaped, uh, subsequently made some 13 missions to rescue approximately 70 enslaved people, family, and friends using the network of anti-slavery activists and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. She later helped abolitionist John Brown recruit men from for his raid on Harper's Ferry. During the American Civil War, she served as an armed scout and spy for the the United States Army. In her later years, Tubman was an activist in the struggle for women's suffrage. Born a slave in in Dorchester County, Maryland, Tubman was unfortunately beaten and whipped by her various masters as a child. Early in life, she suffered a traumatic head injury uh, wound. Excuse me. Uh, when an irate slave owner threw a heavy metal weight intending to hit another slave but hit her instead. The injury caused dizziness, pain, and spells of hypersomnia, which occurred throughout her life. She was a devout Christian and experienced strange visions and vivid dreams, which she ascribed 
to Premonitions from God. In 1849, Tubman escaped to Philadelphia, then immediately returned to Maryland to rescue her family. Slowly, one group at a time, she brought relatives with her out of out of the state and eventually guided dozens of other slaves to freedom. Traveling by night in extreme secrecy, Tubman or otherwise known as Moses as she was called never lost a passenger. After the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 was passed she guided, helped guide fugitives farther north into British North America and helped newly freed slaves find work. Tubman met the abolitionist John Brown in 1858 and helped him plan and recruit supporters for the raid at Harper's Ferry. When the Civil War began, Tubman worked in the for the Union Army, first as a cook and a nurse, and then was an armed scout and spy. The first woman to lead to lead an armed expedition in the war she guided the raid at combahee ferry which liberated more than 700 slaves after the war she retired to the family home and on property she had purchased in 1859 in auburn new york where she cared for her aging parents she was active in the women's suffrage movement until illness overtook her and she had been admitted to a home for elderly African-Americans that she had helped establish years earlier. Um, she, after she died in 1913, she became an icon of courage and freedom. Wow, that's amazing, guys. So I just wanted to kind of um, touch a little bit on her and, and how she, you know, the things that she had done. Um, from what I understand as well, uh, I don't know whether this movement or this um, process is still going to be taking place. But from what I understand, um, they will be um, trying to get her image or her um, likeness on a um on a um, either the $20 bill or something like that from what I understand so I don't know exactly um, where that where that process is going to I mean how that process is going but um, I'm hoping that eventually you know she'll be honored in such a way I know that they have you know stamps and things like that and then you know of course again we we you know we still have you know um, you know different um, books and encyclopedias that, you know, again, we can go back and read about her as well and her, all her achievements. Um, the next one I want to bring up is um, another lady that was more of a current. Uh, she just uh, matter of fact, she passed away in this in this um, decade, I would say, or this century, I believe it was. Anyways, um, she was uh, Rosa Parks, otherwise known as Rosa Louise Macaulay Parks. And uh, she was she was alive from well, she was born in February 4th, 1913 and was survived until October 24th of 2005, was an American activist in the civil rights movement, best known for her pivotal role in the Montgomery bus boycott. The United States Congress has called her the first lady of civil rights and the mother of the freedom movement. On December 1st, 1955, in America, Alabama, excuse me, 1955 in Montgomery, Alabama, excuse me, Parks rejected bus driver James F. Blake's order to re relinquish her seat in the colored section to a white passenger after the whites only section was filled. 
Parks was not the first person to resist bus segregation, but the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, known as the NAACP, believed that she was the best candidate for seeing through a court challenge after her arrest for civil disobedience in in violating Alabama segregation laws. Parks' prominence in the community and her willingness to become a controversial figure inspired the black community to boycott the Montgomery buses for over a year. The first major direct action campaign was of the first of the post-war civil rights movement. Her case became bogged down in the state courts, but federal Montgomery bus lawsuit Browder versus Gale succeeded in November of 1956. Parks Act of Defiance and the Montgomery bus, bus boycott became important symbols of the movement. She became an international icon of resistance to racial segregation. She organized and collaborate and collaborated with civil rights leaders, including Edgar Nixon, president of the local chapter of the NAACP, and Martin Luther King Jr., a new minister in Montgomery, who gained prominence, prom, prominence, national prominence in the civil rights movement, and went to win the Nobel Peace Prize. At the time, Parks was secretary of Montgomery chapter of the NAACP she had recently attended the Highlands Folk School a Tennessee center for training activists for workers rights and racial equality she acted as a private citizen tired of giving in although although widely honored in later years she also suffered for her acts she was fired from her job as a seamstress in the local department store and received death threats after years afterwards. Shortly after the boycott, she moved to Detroit, where she briefly found similar work. From 1965 to 1988, she served as a secretary and receptionist to John Coyer, an African-American U.S. representative. She also Active, uh, she was also active in the Black Power movement and supported political prisoners in United in the United States. After retirement, Parks wrote her own autobiography and continued to insist that the struggle for justice was not over and there was more work to be done. In her final years, she suffered from dementia. Parks received national recognition, including the NAACP's 1979 Spring Garden Medal, the President of Medical, I'm sorry, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the Congregational Gold Medal, and a posthumous statue in the capital rotunda becoming the third of only four americans to receive this honor california and missouri commemorates rosa parks day on her birthday which is in february 4th while ohio and oregon commemorate the occasion on the anniversary of the day she was arrested which was in december 1st so um just a little bit about rosa parks And I'm sure that, you know, there's even more information than this. But these two women, um, Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman, um, they both endured so much in their lives and struggles that they, you know, they became known for um, 
throughout the, you know, throughout those times, they were struggling and they were able to, you know, go through these different adversities in their lives. So I said that even even begin before reading this, though, that, you know, it's it's important for us to be able to go back and look at, you know, how people have endured in order to get through what they wanted to get through and had to get through. And through in doing that, they made a name for themselves. They, they earned recognition, which is not, I'm sure that was something that they weren't looking for recognition, but it was because of the fact that they stood up or they, you know, persevered and, and, and did not allow certain things to go on. They resisted the racial tensions they resisted certain things that was going on in our country and so because of that they made breakthroughs breakthroughs all that time so that we can you know become um like in you know rosa parks case you know certain laws had to be instituted after that to so that they could push past these things if you know one thing that i've learned from the historical individuals in this country that have paved the way for us is a lot of times if we don't if we don't if we just kind of sit back and be passive about certain things and there's a there's sometimes even even then it's a way that we do things but if we don't make a difference and we sit back and these things will be allowed to continue to happen so i really want us to be encouraged to, you know, as we grow older or as we go through our our own history is that you have to do something in your life to make a difference. Whether or not you make it adversity, you make it challenges or things like that, as long as you are doing what is right and you're doing it for the right reasons and things like that, you know what? It may be hard and it may be something that's going to create resistance in your life. But as long as you know that you're you're doing the right things and you never know, you're going to get so much support for what you're doing. So remember, it may start out on your own, but you may not always be on your own or alone. So, again, I just want to kind of encourage anybody, including myself, actually, too. it's like to make these steps, you know, we have to break through that wall and. I appreciate people like Harriet Tubman and Rosa Parks and and, um, you know, um, I remember we mentioned uh, Frank Robinson um, as well. And just others, you know, that, you know, that we have in black history. Um, Also, you know, we had our first, you know, um, president, our first black president, which is uh, President Barack Obama. Again, just so much, you know, so many achievers, you know, Colin Powell, you know, he was a he was also in politics and and, you know, just a lot of individuals that, you know, even in people today that are still alive today that we can look back and we can look at them and say, you know what, they were they were able to achieve. They were able to go forward and, and make an make a statement or or make known that for the rest of us we can do the things that we're doing and to encourage us to be all that we can be for not just for ourselves and our family but for this country so again i just want to encourage everybody and um i just appreciate you know just this little segment and everything so you know i never know we might you know open up the more black historical individuals that we can highlight in the future because there's so much more than what i could cover in this short amount of time in black history month so again you know we may get into that some more of that you know 
come from further out because you know to be point frank you know black history is throughout history it's not just one month or whatnot it was good that we you know set aside a month or a time to recognize that but you know our our um our forefathers and historical black if uh historical individuals have spanned throughout time more than just historical so you know again let's you know continue to just can um embrace those people and 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 learn what we can do in our lives all right Hey, so welcome to the tech segment of my show. And uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. I get a chance to talk geeky with you, get a chance to talk a little nerdy and a little bit about me. Like I said, I'm into technology. So anyways, I we had a lot of I had a lot of good news um, that came across um, this past week on uh, from gaming to technology and just a just kind of a boatload of things that's happened. Uh, lots of news came out um, that uh, had me um, able to share with you on some of the things on my tech segment today. So um, let's start with Sacramento, California. Um, Sacramento, um, there's news that came out of Sacramento that uh, announced that um, over at Sac State, there's going to be, um, or they're, they're actually testing um, its first uh, self-driving electric vehicles um, on the Sac State campus. So these, um, what's make what made these newsworthy, pretty much were um, they were 3D printed. Um, I, I'm not sure if the whole thing is 3D printed, but I do know parts of the um, these shuttles were 3D printed, which was pretty neat and kind of supports you know uh, as far as like uh, economic or um, green green. Um, I guess like a, more of a green. Uh, technology Um, so in other words it's like it doesn't produce a lot of different you know things that are harmful so um, I thought that was pretty neat and so these vehicles are known as Ollie's and um, they were also from what I understand they were also launched all around the world so Sacramento was the first um, city to have have it launched here in California I thought that was pretty neat Um, and they're saying that um, the battery life is going to be 14 kilowatts of battery, which means um, basically four to five hours worth of rides. Um, it sounds like they may have either two to maybe three of these shuttles that will be kind of um, going along the campus routes and whatnot for the students, which will help get them, you know, from their classes and maybe maybe the parking lots or whatever they need to go so it's going to be that's pretty interesting um i saw on the news and then also um so about i think it was uh they launched it about three to four days ago um all the major all of our local uh, news outlets were reporting it um so our mayor of uh, Sacramento, uh, Mayor Stein, Daryl Steinberg, was out there for the launch, as well as um, Congresswoman uh, Doris Matsui, uh, the president of Sac State, and also the the individual that helped manufacture these um, these shuttles, which was the CEO of Local Motors, Motors, excuse me, John Rogers. 
and um yeah it looks like it's a, it's gonna be a pretty interesting uh thing coming to you know that's already here in sacramento um from what i understand too um they will be running from the hours of 9 a.m to 4 p.m probably monday through friday i'm assuming and it's going to be a three-month trial so after three months we we don't know whether they're going to be staying here or are they going to be moved to another city or whatnot but from what i understand this is still kind of in a test project but it's safe enough to go along the um be launched on the canvas and so it looks as though from what i've seen on the video um it doesn't run too fast anyways pretty much maybe like either between five and per se 10 miles an hour it has um the camera sensors that will show whether or not people are walking in front of it uh, along the path it, it should um they demonstrate parts of it where it will automatically stop um the amount of people that it holds looks like it holds about maybe 10 10 to about 10 students i guess or 10 people um in into these shuttles so looks pretty neat um lots of glass everywhere you know along the lots of window space lots of seating space um looks pretty um like i said it looks pretty um nice and like an economical base type of uh, shuttle i am really looking forward to possibly seeing what this will open up the door for sacramento as far as you know um more um more testing of, of different technology of this type, whether it be like uh, shuttle service, um, maybe in the downtown Sacramento area, maybe K Street. I know a long time ago, um, regional transit used to have a, a shuttle service that would go up and down K Street. Some of, and then they also tested to where it went from Sac downtown Sacramento to West Sacramento and it would it would service those areas for people that were either state workers that was going from one one part of the city to the to another and some of you that are here locally in sacramento some of you know that uh west sac pretty much is just right next door to sacramento uh, just a kind of a bridge over just kind of goes right over the sacramento river and to the other side which you're you're automatically in west sac and um uh, <laughs> just kidding there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, businesses that are over in West Sac, a lot of state state buildings that's over there in West Sac as well. So I can really see um, visually see that um, this technology or the, this this opportunity for self-driving shuttles could actually um almost make his home in Sacramento um, as time goes. So it'll be interesting, 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 excuse me, to see, you know, um, where this is going to go in the future uh, of our of our city of Sacramento. And and, you know, I'll keep my ear to the uh, news on that and anything I hear and maybe uh, get to reporting about it. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. So the next thing that was coming out of our gaming news a little bit was um for Nintendo. So Nintendo, um, they're, um, the president of, of America, uh, Reggie Fizeme announced his retirement from Nintendo. Um, he joined as executive vice president of sales and marketing back in 2003 and became, um, president and CEO in 2006. So, um, yes, pres president, um, of Nintendo, Reggie Fizeme, 
announced his retirement on Twitter. Um, he had a short little video and everything. Uh, a lot of people had responded to it and, you know, wished him their well wishes as well as their dissatisfaction, of course. And, you know, as much as we don't want to see someone to leave the company, but, um, yes, you know, he did announce that, you know, his retirement was, um, you know, at the right time for him. He's going to be going along, uh, going home and, 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 you know, relaxing with his family and enjoying his family, his wife and kids and whatnot and you know just kind of taking time off because i'm sure as a president of of a big company like nintendo you know it takes a lot of time away from your family and takes a lot of time you know that you would normally have you know raising help raising your kids and stuff like that so it was a good time for him to do that and plus you know he's been president of Nintendo now uh, for well over, um, it looks like well over 10 years span from 2003 to now it's like 2019. So of course that's a little bit, that's well over that. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's time, you know, and so um, I really enjoyed Reggie fils I think what made him so special for Nintendo, for Nintendo of America, because he was the face of Nintendo for us. Um, a lot of times when Nintendo had their special directs or when Nintendo was represented at E3 or some of the launch parties when it comes to the Switch, the Wii, the Wii U and other all the other Nintendo consoles that were launched. Uh, some of them were launched in New York City at the Nintendo, Nintendo of America store. Um, um, Reggie Fizeme has been like the the face of Nintendo. So um, a lot of individuals was really, you know, we, we really used we really used to seeing Reggie and his demeanor, his stage presence, his just all his his um, his outgoing spirit um, was very likable uh, among the Nintendo community of the gamers and and just people like myself. You know, we enjoy seeing Reggie. Um, Reggie has been all over the place. He's been um, we've even seen him on, you know, uh, media outlets like Good Morning America and and Bloomberg and stuff like that. Just explaining like the Nintendo um uh, trade as far as in the inside the you know inside the business aspect of it and where they're going and stuff so he really kind of was able to um, put a voice um, to what the company is doing and where the company's going and things like that which is really which is really good for for a president like him and he was also um, a part of our our Nintendo directs which you know those were announcements that Nintendo would come forth like every you know every so often throughout the year and let us know about the games new games that were coming out and stuff so you know just a very gentle giant in the in the gaming industry he was and as far as when I say giant I mean he looked like he might have been like six foot you know but he was a pretty tall guy and again you know he had his comical points and stuff and um, he just really engaged the fans you know the fans really loved him and and you know there was if you look on the internet there was all kind of memes about him it's all kind of little funny things that you know they use Reggie in, in the midst of those things and certain uh, certain you know just certain looks and stuff like that that Reggie gave and stuff so we're gonna really miss um, Reggie fils um, and like it's like he said he, he made mention that he's in good health there's nothing wrong you know and so he just wants to kind of go away in the sunset now it's this time he felt it was time for him to to go ahead and and, and hand the keys over or, the, or he said the the controller over to the next um um 
his successor, which will be um, the vice president of sales and marketing. And this is going to be funny, guys, but um, his name is Doug Bowser. And the reason why I say that's kind of comical, because everybody in Nintendo that plays Nintendo games, including myself for many years, you know, Mario, which is one of the the top characters in Nintendo for the Nintendo games, um, his enemy, um, his nemesis, Mario's nemesis has always been Bowser. And to have a name like that, you know, Doug Bowser, oh man, the, the internet was just, I mean, we already kind of knew that who Doug Bowser was because he made his appearance. Um, matter of fact, he made his appearance, um, as for the release of the Nintendo Switch, it's in, which is in New York, uh, Nintendo of America. So that was one of the first times I know I had seen him. And then he did several announcements as well during certain directs, but just to have that name, Doug Bowser. And so he, even he, he now has embraced, you know, what, you know, what we're all making as comical and stuff like that. And, and, you know, he, he now knows he's embracing his name as Bowser. So, you know, on places like Twitter and the internet and stuff, everybody's like making these, these different cartoon characters, characters, caricatures of him. And, and, oh no, you know, Bowser's taking over Nintendo now and stuff. So, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, we're going to be welcoming him. He's going to succeed Reggie fils as now he's going to be the face of Nintendo, um, being um, the CEO of Nintendo of America. So um, we um, still have our the uh, the other world president um, out of Japan. Um, uh, so I think his name is uh, I know the last name is. Kaiwata. So, Mr. Kaiwata, I'm going to say that. I can't remember his first name, so I'm not going to attempt to say that. But um, he's the overall president of Nintendo. So, um, again, um, the, it was cool to see that. It was cool to see a lot of the well wishers. Like I said, um, even people from other um, on Twitter, it was a lot of people, even presidents from other um, gaming companies like Xbox, Phil Spencer. He, he kind of gave him a, a, you know, like a well wish and, and say, you know, we're going to miss you. Reggie, as well as same way with uh, the the head of uh, Sony as well, and and other other gaming companies, Bethesda, and all of them, they kind of you know chimed in and 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 wished them a good you know, retirement that is coming for him. And so Reggie will be with us until about maybe the end of March, I believe, or either March or April. And after that, he will be riding off into the sunset. So again, I just want to just wish um, Reggie Fizeme a, a, a good retirement. Enjoy your family rest up i'm sure that anytime new games are coming out i'm sure reggie's still gonna have that access to you know being able to get those new games i mean he loves smash brothers he, he announced that before and so we you know it's going to be exciting just to see, you know, what he what he gets into if he decides to do anything after this point. So um, the next thing um, on the news, um, I just got some news about um, there's Resident Evil collection um, that has been announced. Um, uh, by Capcom to, uh, I guess the whole entire collection will be released on the Nintendo Switch. Um, we, it was a rumor at first, but now it's confirmed. Uh, May the 21st will be, um, the whole Resident Evil collection, which, which will be like Resident Evil Zero and a few other, um, few other ones. They're going to be released on the Nintendo Switch. Um, that'll be coming out on May 21st. Um, the next thing, uh, is there's a, uh, Xbox. 
Xbox is known for um, basically not only gaming but computing, computing and things like that. Um, they've they've reached from the point of just having a regular game consoles to where they've kind of um, expanded their reach to um, to PC to the PC market as well. So what Xbox is doing is um, they have this the best thing they have going. To be honest with you, because I also have Xbox as well, um, is they have what you call a, a the xbox um game pass the xbox game pass which is a subscription service um you you get access to like a hundred games um some of these are, are newly released games the day and date of them being released you can actually get these games and they um will be released on this what's called nintendo game pass for ten dollars a month um phenomenal deal um you'd be able to just play some very good games the games that they have on there is like you know just like i said really good high quality games um it's almost like a netflix for gaming so i thought that was a the best thing that that microsoft has going now do they still have xbox live yes they still have xbox live and then all the xbox players or xbox consumers they also still pay for the xbox live service which that service is kind of on top of the xbox um the game pass so xbox live is still in effect which you know you still get you know access to online content um things like that um you know the being able to also use your xbox as a multimedia uh device as well as gaming device so you'll be able to access your netflix your hulu and uh espn all the sports channels and things like that along with a browser on there as well so you will have all that on top of any any games that you decide to play online so that is 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 um this the service and then on top of that, you do have the gaming pass. Well, the really the big news coming out of Xbox is they were recently um, on a couple of media sites and they were explaining how their their uh, their X cloud service. Um, they're testing it out so that they can actually e- expand this um to other devices like mobile like steam um like you know all these you know other other different types of mobile devices and um also which includes the nintendo switch so i thought that was pretty phenomenal because and that was huge news um which means that for nintendo switch owners um they will possibly be able to uh, uh access uh xbox xbox live or i would say x the x cloud which will be um more sounds like the xbox game pass uh service they will be able to uh be able to connect to that through their nintendo switch from what it sounds and this is just early this is just early news that i'm getting but it sounds like there's going to be a specific app that's that you'll be able to probably download through the nintendo eShop, which will have the xbox uh gaming pass i'm sure that all this won't be free to nintendo um, switch owners but i think that this may be an extra maybe ten dollars a month subscription service because i mean obviously because i'm sure xbox won't allow their 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 content to be free or their games to be free to be played without you know people uh, purchasing their subscription service this is a game changer to me because um nintendo is pretty good as far as their first party games the 
online service is just a little bit spotty at this point. I mean, people, are, you know, Nintendo players are playing, are paying, excuse me, about, I think it's, uh, $20 for, um, a year for the online, the online service. And then it's like $35 for like a family, um, kind of a, a family service. So in other words, if you have more than one Nintendo Switch, it's like $35 a year. Well, with, uh, Xbox, um, the cool thing about it is you have you'll be having access to games that are not even on the Nintendo Switch. And it sounds like from what it's being being explained, you'll you'll probably be paying you'll probably be accessing it uh via Wi-Fi. So the good and the bad of it in the early stages of this news, um, you probably will only be tethered to wi-fi which would be you know basically a home console staying staying at home i'm not sure at this point where you'll be able to just take this switch anywhere else not unless you are hooked up to like a wi-fi signal and then get back onto the xbox uh subscription service through the app that they have downloaded on the nintendo switch so again everything right now is is really kind of up in the air it's kind of still kind of like it's 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 honestly it's still in rumors rumors stage but the rumors are so strong and so um so and begin becoming more public even more so now that it looks like this is going to be a possibility based on the stuff that we do know about xbox and what the xbox uh platform and the service is doing um it looks as though you know again we're, we're kind of entering this phase um or i would say evolution of gaming now to where uh, first of all, it went from, you know, your systems are, are becoming more powerful, your Sony PlayStation, more powerful system, more more abilities to do things, your Xbox, the same thing. And then, of course, Nintendo kind of they've always been kind of the slower or the or the last to kind of reach into like the HD era or the, you know, the more powerful area era. And Nintendo, honestly, I don't think have never really made that a priority to make a very super powerful system. They made things to where it was like a more, uh, um, how can I say more, uh, the graphics have been more, uh, clear or more, um, um, like HD quality. And then, of course, you know, changing the characters and the out, the land, land, uh, just the, the graphic look of each game has gotten better over the years. But, at this point now in the game in or in the game per se pardon the pun is basically they are now going from um being portable like the nintendo switch has the first hybrid and being where you can play the games play your games on the go but now um xbox is kind of leading the way to have it to where we're going to probably go get away from uh possibly having a console traditional console games to where you sit at home and play these games to where yeah now you're able to access these games anywhere so on pc on steam on on uh, any of these other ways and so you'll be able to access your games through different different uh ways and through different ways so (coughs) excuse me um at this point yeah you know i can see the future of gaming to where it's going to get away from cartridges and disc and things like that that we used to use everything's going to be digital digital is going to be the the new way to go it's going to be where you download you know your games um uh and then from downloading the games to 
cloud service, and that's why they call they call it uh, Project Cloud X Cloud, which is the new the the beginning name of this is the Project X Cloud. That's going to be interesting because you know, hey, you know, everything you know from your even your mobile phones, even like Netflix service or Hulu or any of the any of these services are also going to be you know accessing this cloud service. Um. So what does that mean? What does that mean? And does that uh, take an interest in you guys as far as that? Because I'm just kind of curious, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are still they're still into, you know, uh, having like in movies, they still want to have a disc. They want to have a hard copy. Um, same thing with gaming. You know, you got the same thing with gamers. They want some of them still want to be able to go to like a like a GameStop store and, and get a cartridge. Um, I'm not sure if, if this is that going away, you know, so. Um, it looks like we're going to be moving into a more different era where now it's like everything is going to be accessed through the cloud now and through, you know, um, you, you Wi-Fi is becoming more of the of the of the highway um, in which we are being able to access all of our technology now. So where, you know, from, from like I said, from mobile um, you know, everything's streaming, you know, streaming music, streaming news, streaming, streaming, uh, uh, games, you know, so all these things and movies is, is everything is streaming. So if you ever hear that, you know, just know everything is like becoming more like a streaming services. So this is going to be interesting going, going forward here, but I really thought this was really interesting. Um, also in the business side of things on that for Xbox and, and, and Nintendo, um, Nintendo and Xbox have been pretty much they've been like kind of like partners almost you know it's, it's really strange to see because we went from having like you know three different big the big three which was sony microsoft and and, and nintendo to now it's gotten to this place now where you know um looks like microsoft and nintendo they're kind of like playing in the same sandbox you know it's starting with uh one of their games you know uh which is a microsoft game minecraft minecraft is now being cross-platform um not only from from there from microsoft to nintendo but also to mobile and and pc and then i, I believe i'm not sure if sony's sony's also cross-platform with them yet or not but i know sony has been the last to really get on board with the cross-platforming gaming when it comes to you know doing cross-play with the likes of nintendo and and uh and the xbox so we have to see how much further in is sony going to get into this but for now, cross cross play is, is starting to become uh, a thing, believe it or not. And then from that, we from that game from Minecraft, we we also had games like uh, uh, Fortnite. Fortnite is a, a, another huge one that's cross platform. Um, you can the players from Nintendo can also play with players that are from uh, you know from from Xbox, you know, and so that's. Again, it's just uh, another another direction in which we're starting to see where, you know, these things are starting to really um, take shape into another direction. We're starting to see a, a, an emergence of something that is totally different uh, coming coming down the road here when it comes to, you know, the future of gaming and the future of just sharing content. That's really what it comes down to. It's just the shared content that is starting to happen and, and starting to emerge um, along with um, the different 
different way in which it's it's coming through, whether it's through Wi-Fi, from Wi-Fi streaming services and things like that. So we're, we're really um, into another le- evolution. And so um, we're speaking of Wi-Fi. Um, uh, I have on the news segment, on the gaming news segment, we'll be talking a little bit more about um, how stronger the next generation of Wi-Fi um, is coming to, to play as well. So the next thing on my on the list here on the it was a gaming there's a gaming keynote um uh, I believe Google Google um oops excuse me <laughs> anyway uh I just said the keyword and my and my uh my assistant went off so anyway uh the next um uh keynote basically is called gather around it's going to be um they're going to have a keynote um in San Francisco, um, the big G, I'm going to say that, hopefully some of you may know that I'm talking about now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's going to be at 10 a.m. San Francisco. Um, they're going to be announcing this this uh, new thing they got called Project Yeti. Um, and again, it's March the 19th, uh, 2019. And they're going to be announcing possibly a game console or game reveal. So there's... There was a uh, tweet that came out uh, from one of the developers, I believe, of this thing on Twitter. Um, and one thing about the Internet, there's always somebody that's searching for more information. And um, once that information has been been confirmed or, or even rumored or what have you or, you know, slightly kind of leaked a little bit, then it gets I mean, it blows up. So one of the things that it was kind of and, and the reason why I'm kind of mentioning it, because it, it it's more of a, uh, a reality than it is a rumor so i i don't want to i don't want to just say that okay this is fact but at the same time it is more of a strong rumor um that in fact they are number one they are coming out with a keynote and there will be an announcement the the uh, the quote is considered called gather around which could possibly be leading toward um a, a possible game console and again, we don't know as far as with the big G, if they are getting into the gaming uh, space or not. We don't know. We, we're kind of wondering whether or not this is going to really happen. Um, there's been a lot of news that's being leaked out that this is a big possibility. Um, we don't know whether also whether they're going to be using their their way into um streaming so it might be a streaming service so all these questions you know are still kind of kind of swirling around still but i just thought it was pretty interesting to mention it in my gaming segment for you guys so um something to look forward to something that i'm going to be having have my my uh radar to uh you know keep my eyes on to see what's going on with that so now the big elephant in the room <laughs> this week or last week i should say last week we had a big samsung galaxy event which was samsung galaxy unpacked and so i'll be honest with you um samsung really came out swinging on this uh on this unpacked event i mean it was it was huge uh I didn't understand how huge it was. I was getting more, I was getting, you know, different information here and there a little bit. Um, I didn't have time to really kind of sit and look at the whole type, whole keynote. But, uh, once I got, I got time to look at this, this was phenomenal, man. I mean, Samsung, um, number one, um, their whole thing was, um, about, 
the unfolding future or the future of, uh, you know, their next uh, move into the future. So Samsung has celebrated or celebrated uh, in this keynote 10 years of mobility or mobile usage. So Samsung phones, okay. Um, the president of Samsung came out and, and pretty much, you know, talked about how many phones is being sold, um, throughout the United States, throughout the world. So they really have something to be proud about. They have pretty much just, um, I mean, just kind of kept up the trend when it comes to on their mobile devices and stuff too, as well. So, um, I'm happy to say that, you know, as far as, you know, Samsung, they're leading the way when it comes to the Android, uh, Android services, um, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I, you know, I pretty much, I prefer Android than I do iOS. Not to say that there's nothing, something wrong with iOS. I think iOS and Apple, I think they're, they're very great companies. They are just wonderful. I mean, they, you know, pretty much when new technology or new i would say just just the new things that are coming out of out of there it's pretty awesome to take a look at so again i just want to kind of you know make that note samsung galaxy um they started off their event um samsung excuse me uh, with the galaxy fold it's a 4.6 inch display unfolds to 7.3 inch display Okay, um, it's basically it's a phone that just folds from from a small small phone folds out to like a tablet, uh, and that was pretty neat. Um, they boasted about uh, interlock gears that that are behind the folding screen. So in other words, people are wondering, okay, whether or not did you know? I, I know I was wondering whether there's going to be a crease in this phone. Um, you know, how is this going to really look? It looks like as though you know the way it showed on the, on the stage. Um, it, the screen was just smooth once it was opened up and everything. So um, they talked about that. They talked about the inner workings of that and how the 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 I guess the interlocking gears that 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 help unfold it. Um, how this is working. My question is: Is it going to uh, longevity wise, is this going to be something where, you know, is it going to have problems down the road or is the screen, is it durable enough to continue to, to unfold and unfold? And how many, how much usage are you going to get out of this? Um, is, is it going to be wear and tear? You know, that's kind of what I'm kind of curious about myself in seeing this. I admit, I mean, it looks like the, the, the phone itself looks really nice, um, very clean looking. Um, uh, again, I, you know, it's early. It's too early for me to say that I, I would actually go out and get this phone or spend the money to get this phone. So um, it's very interesting. But, but the 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 just the uh, service or the I would say just the uh, announcement and the keynote was very interesting to see on stage. And um, they they boasted about um, four colors is going to come into so cosmic black. Uh, space silver martian green and astro blue um and then the hinges they are you can even personalize the hinges on different colors if you want to so i thought that was pretty neat um that this is going to have three app multitasking uh, which i'm a big fan of um because i have an lg 
and I'm used to doing the multitasking now on my phone. So you, which means what that means is you're able to open up like three different apps. So you can have YouTube going maybe while you're watching, a, watching something on YouTube or video on YouTube, you can actually, you know, open up your Facebook page or open up a Twitter page or, or, or open up your email and just kind of browse your email while you're looking at, you know, a video or something that might be going on in the background. So that's pretty neat. Um, they call this app continuity as well so that means that um now with the the samsung fold app continuity which is cool this you're able to say for instance you're able to um on the outside of the phone to to uh access say for instance uh gps they were using that as an example they access your gps on the front of your phone open it up and it would actually um be continue on into the inside of the phone which that's what they call app continuity and um it makes it into a bigger screen now the 7.3 inch display also just to backtrack a little bit that's supposed to be the size of like a smaller size tablet so basically going from the regular you know phone screen to a bigger size tablet they're saying that it's going to be uh 12 gigabytes of ram uh five and uh i guess uh five 512 gigs of onboard memory the battery which i thought was impressive of course the battery life is going to be 4380 milliamp battery but it's going to be split in two so both sides will have the battery which that was good going to have six cameras on this phone so we're talking three rear cameras two on the inside and one on the front okay can you imagine that's crazy um it's also going to come in both lte and 5g version it's going to be available april 26 for for the high price of one thousand nine hundred eighty dollars now um at first glance you know and even in the audience i noticed it was a, some a few groans and stuff when they announced the price i was even like there's just no way that i'm gonna spend you know 1980 dollars for a phone i'm just not gonna do that um but um here's two things to think about i mean, i had time to really kind of process this okay so 1980 $1, we're talking that once it hits the carriers like your t-mobiles your at&t's your verizons of course you're going to have these in these plans the thing about the carriers is that they do this is another way in which you know i just thought about this that they will lock you into what you consider a contract even though it's they don't quote unquote use the word contract it really is because people are going to want the luxury type phone and that's what the the, Gams, the samsung galaxy fold really is it's a luxury phone and so they will announce this first of all verizon will be probably the first out the gate to get this phone and 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 any of the consumers they're going to say okay yeah i want to definitely want to get in if you want to get in on this phone basically you do a trade-in of say for instance their old samsung galaxy 9 or whatever they might have had and then you can do a trade-in that will probably help do, go toward the down payment of the samsung fold that's going to be automatically so you won't have a handheld uh, uh possibly pricing on top of that and then what that's going to do is it's going to lock you in for at least about a year to maybe two years until the next new phone that's going to come out and this is how they do it so you know am i saying that i'm going to go out run out right now and buy this phone no because we don't even know what the problems are going to have i'm not being kind of you know negative about it but there's always something that bugs that first comes out on these new phones 
that will possibly happen when you first buy a phone or get into a phone. So me as a consumer, I would rather wait to see how well this the first phase of this this comes out. So people that are getting in on March 26th, they want to get the latest and greatest as soon as it drops. That's fine. They'll be the test market pretty much for this phone. But um, I want to wait and see, you know, exactly what, you know, what this how well this is going to do. Second of all, I, you know, it goes back to my first question I had on my my later episode is why do I need it? You know, I mean, I don't it's really not a need for me. It's really not something that I think that I have to have. So I'm kind of curious on that point, you know. Is this something that that is it's going to be something that I have to go out, run out and get? I really don't think that I really need to. And um, again, you know, they announced three other at least three other phones for sure that are coming out for Samsung that, you know, it's also they're a little bit cheaper. They're not much cheaper, though, to be honest with you, but they are a little bit cheaper than what the will. Um, they will be cheaper than the fold. And those are the Samsung Galaxy S10, the S10 Plus and the SE. And so these have going to going to definitely have uh, very good specs on these. Uh, they have the edge edge display, which is was which was announced on the edge the uh, Galaxy S10, um, called the Infinity O display, full AMOLED display and support HDR10 plus as they were boasting about comes with the world's first ultrasonic fingerprint scanner under the front screen. So as you know, like anybody that has Apple or anybody that has any of these other phones, they go from having say uh, a button at the bottom of your phone to where you put your fingerprint your finger on it and it would open up the phone using the fingerprint scanner to an actual full screen full out screen so as i was saying um there are going to be three other phones that they announced um the s10 the s10 plus and the se and um the S10 Plus, they they really boasted a lot about the Infinity O display, the embedded fingerprints, uh, fingerprint uh, sensor in the inside the underneath the glass, and um, from what I understand, the X the S10 Plus is going to have a 6.4 inch display. S10 will have a 6.1 inch display, and the SE, which is the smallest version, will have a 5.8 inch display. And so, um, I believe the the S10 Plus and the S10, both of them, will have like three camera lenses on the back of those. Um, I believe they have like one in the front and or two in the front on the S10 Plus and the S10, and I think one in the front on the S10e. So, um, yes. Like I said, it's cameras everywhere on these phones. And the reason why there's three cameras, I know one is going to be a, a, a optical lens, kind of like more of like a uh, one that's just a regular camera lens. Another one will be the, um, how can I say, the, I guess the, the zoom lens or um, there's like a, a one where it's like it's uh, three, either three dimensional, got three dimensional in it and a wide angle lens that's right so the wide angle lens um that's going to be um something that is going to be very um you know something that especially if samsung owners want that um i think they even had it in s9 to be honest with you what i see with some of these phones the s9 um <clears throat> excuse me 
those phones were, you know, they had great specs. The only thing that I felt when I saw the S9 and compare it now to what they're announcing now on the S10 series is that the battery life is a lot better in 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 the s10 series um of course with that being said though the processing power is a lot more so they had to they kind of had to beef up the specs i mean beef up the if they beef up the specs they had to um you know upgrade your battery so with that being said you know they definitely um you know have better battery life but also another thing they also have um better app management which um that's something that um you know, in, in layman terms, they, they use another word that I that I can't remember. It was some technical term that they use that shows like the, the management of your apps and stuff. So in other words, if there's certain apps that you're not using, they can actually have those shut down, which I thought was which I think is pretty good. And it helps on your battery life anyway. Um, the other thing is um, and so back to that wide lens i have on my notes it's three lens cameras on the rear so it's a wide angle lens and two ultra wide angle lenses 60 milliamp um 60 megapixels excuse me um the price on these um for the s10 plus is going to be 999 dollars the s10 will be eight dollars eight eight hundred ninety nine dollars and the S10e will be $749. Uh, um, the other thing to note is on the um, Galaxy S10. I think on all these uh, series, the S10 Plus, the S10 regular S10, and also the uh, S10e, they will come with uh, two front, two front-facing cameras. Share. Um, you can have uh, what's called Instagram mode, which is the ability to share your photos and your videos straight to Instagram, which, you know, <laughs> it's a gimmick in a, in my opinion. But if that's something that, you know, that you're into, if you're into, you know, sharing your photos on Instagram and things like that, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't have a really hard opinion about that. Um, I just think that, um, I don't know phones you know it, it, we're kind of living in a time now where where the ability to make a phone call on these devices is really kind of like the, the the minimal option now to where you know there's so much that you can do with these phones so much when it comes to the processing power and, and, and the things that it does you know you can download apps to do almost anything now and it's just amazing when you when you when you see the technology that we have in these phones and so i really see them as being um mobile computers or mini computers and um that's just you know honestly i think that's that's just the time that we're we're living in and, and where we're going with um, the future here. So I just really think that that was it was it was a really good press conference. I really encourage you if you're looking in the market for a a new Samsung device, um, you know, upgrading into the next series of the S10 series, you know, definitely um, check out some of the YouTube videos like I did and look on there and 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 just kind of, you know, get a feel as to uh you know whether or not this is something you want to jump into right away um chances are there will be a lot of individuals there will be just a lot of people that are you know they're going to be the ones that running after the latest and greatest 
And if that's you, I don't want to offend you. <laughs> but um, and sometimes, you know, and then at the same time, you know, you might be one that may have a maybe even lower grade phone that may need to that may need at this point to jump in. And 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 if that is you, um, you know, that's something that, you know, it's an option for you. So, um, again, I just wanted to uh, mention that as far as the S10 series, it was overall it was a very good uh, press conference and I really enjoyed watching it. Um, there was another thing on YouTube and um, before I end this segment, um, they were talking about another phone called the LG and uh, this was a, a review done by um, YouTube's one of YouTube's famous um, YouTubers, Marcus Brownlee and I got a chance to look at uh, his video and it's um, basically it's a, I want to say the uh, this the LG G8 is uh, in the LG G series, and this is their latest one. So he talks about there's like a fingerprint reader on the back, which has um, kind of been the same throughout the LG series. And then they say he mentioned about the the notch on the front um, still has a notch there for cameras and things like that. Still has the bezels. Um, so you know it doesn't have like the bezel-less display or the um you know edge-to-edge display like like the the uh the samsung's and the and the iphones are doing now so it still has a little bit of bezel which is not that bad um the thing that's good on the lgs is that the um they still have the headphone jacks um in those so those of you that like to play music from your phones those are good and has the high uh, quad DAC audio system. Also, um, I guess the boombox speakers is running a Snapdragon 855 with six gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage. And this one has um, 3,500 uh, milliamp battery and it's a 6.1 OLED display, um, crystal OLED, um, which is different. And another thing is, um, I guess that there's not a a little I guess a, a a speaker for like when you're taking calls or you know normally when you know you have a cell phone you know when you put the phone up to your ear you can you have a speaker where you can hear well this one doesn't have a speaker at all and it operates on what they call vibration bone conduct conduction which you know to hear calls which was pretty neat that was one neat thing and I have seen these um new like they're they're like collar head headphones and the sound comes through the vibration um some weird science i mean this is like really neat to where it's like they call it bone conduction and you're able to to hear the other thing that was very interesting was they have this new way to unlock your phone now I've seen Samsung Galaxy phones, um, for example, you can unlock where it has face ID uh, detection. You hold the camera up to toward your face, you know, and, and it'll unlock the phone. I've also seen it to where it's an iris ID. So in other words, you can just have it look at your eye and it would also unlock your phone. I've also seen where you could double tap on your screen. I've seen that. This on the LG G8 is something totally different. It's called it looks as though it's like air motion and it's considered like a biometric unlock what the, what it is is that it will 
if you hold your hand over the screen, and I'm just going to go and by what I seen that was demonstrated on on from uh, Marcus Brownlee. You can actually hold your hand over this over the screen over the camera portion of it, and what it'll do is it will be able to measure um, not only from your your fingerprints or your handprint, the I guess the um, the blood and the um, the blood and the veins of your hands, and is able to some kind of way. I guess get that into the phone as far as memorizing it and um, after it, 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 it tracks it and has that information it will unlock your phone <laughs> and as, as hard as it is to explain that to you um, you have to see this to believe it and it's called vein ID um, really just really different tech that people are using. I'm not sure whether this is something that is 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 is, is security. Is it a higher sense of security, or even if the security is really good in it? I'm not sure to be honest with you. But we're living in a different time now, where technology is being taken all over the place and it's an exciting time i'll be honest with you i mean there's a lot of different things i mean it could for some people it could be really creepy for some people but for me i'm not really creeped out about it it's just it's very interesting to see exactly what we're doing and and, and what kind of inventions and certain things that are coming up when it comes to technology and gadgets and phones the last thing i will mention in this segment is uh, today, as I'm recording this this podcast, uh, Mobile World Congress, um, which is uh, normally in Barcelona, Spain, I believe it. I'm not sure if it's still in there, and they normally have it every year in Barcelona. But that's going to that's taking place right now. Huge amount of news that is coming out of Mobile World Congress, and other than just the Samsung Galaxy phones, other than just the LG phones, but also Huawei. Also Nokia, also um, just a lot of a Motorola, I believe. Um, there's a lot of news coming out of Mobile World Congress, and that is where um, lot, some of the the biggest companies are all gathered together, and they're they're showing off their new phones, new mobile mobile devices and stuff, and wearables. The one another thing I forgot to mention is that um, the Samsung Galaxy event. They also mentioned about the uh, there was a Galaxy Watch uh, Watch Active. Um, that's going to be more like a, a active watch. Uh, for those of you that are into fitness and things, um, they had they came out with that. They also came out with the new Galaxy um, Bluetooth uh, earbuds. Those were really neat. Um, those they they talked about how they were automatically pair to your device as you get those. And then also one thing I might have forgot to mention too is that on the Samsung Galaxy S10 series, they also talked about where you have a um, uh, the ability to charge other devices with you know other devices or whether it be like your your accessories say for instance your earbuds your watch um <clears throat> or even another phone perhaps 
you can actually sit it on the back of your phone of this S10 and the Galaxy S10 and you can actually charge it. I'm not sure you can do a, a, a full charge, but at least it's, it's a charge enough to where it'll do fast charging and get enough juice. And say, for instance, if you have on a, another phone that's low on battery, then you can get that and it would actually, you know, um, kind of give you more time left before your battery dies. So it was... I have to say Samsung really did come out swinging and they and they just dropped all kind of announcements on this event. Um, I, I, I'm not sure as an LG person, am I going to go back to Samsung? They're very they've been very convincing to me, but I do know this. I'm not sure if I'm going to be paying you know the amount that i was going to pay for <laughs> a foldable phone and then also i forgot to mention too uh, 5g so the 5g phone that's also coming out um that was a beast I, I i nicknamed that the samsung beast and it's a 5g phone again we don't have a 5g network but in saying that it's not to say that they're not working on it because the, all the other networks, your mobile networks, like your Sprint, your T-Mobiles, your AT&T, your, your Verizon. Verizon's already, if you notice some of the commercials, Verizon is already out front, already jumping into this and saying, you know, we got the first 5G network. So, you know, we're, I think that there's a push and a rush to be the first and to push this technology to the next level. So again, I just wanted to kind of mention that. And I hope that, um, again, you know, as time, as things continue to progress, I'll continue to give you more news. And in the meantime, enjoy this commercial break from your sponsor from anchor. Hey, so did you guys get a chance to see the Oscars? Um, so I'm one that really don't, I really don't really get into the Oscars a lot, but, um, this time around I did. And, uh, first off, um, this Oscars didn't have any host, um, because, um, at first we were going to have Kevin Hart and unfortunately things that happened with, uh, I guess things that he, uh, said like some years ago on Twitter, um, they came up, they happened to come up, um, right after he was announced. I, I think it was just really, uh, coincidental that it came up right, right when he was, uh, when the announcement came that, uh, then the Academy Awards wanted to have him host the, um, the Oscars. And for some reason, it just coincidentally, all of a sudden, you know, these, I guess, group of people, um, they dug up some things on, on a statement that he said and just so happened I think the statement was more than I think the statement was more than five years ago and it was doing like a comedy stand-up that he was doing but um I, I think it's just really sad to be honest with you um when people kind of bring up your past and stuff and you know um it wasn't like according to the statement or according to the what was going on in the comedy sketch it had nothing to do with him uh, having a problem with, uh, I guess, uh, having homophobia, they, they called it. Um, 
he explained the whole, you know, he explained the, in the dialogue what, what he was using it for. And so anyways, I guess it wasn't enough for people to let it go. Um, he apologized for it and they still didn't want to forgive and move on past it. Um, he even went on um, Ellen DeGeneres show and talked about it as well. Ellen, you know, she fully understood as well, being that she's a, um, you know, outwardly, she's a, le- uh, a, a, a lesbian herself. And, you know, I don't know. It's just it, it, it was it was pretty, uh, pretty much a sad situation to where, you know, the Academy kept pursuing him to, you know, please, we really want you to host the Oscars, but we, we need you to make another statement, another apology or whatnot. And at this point, you know, Kevin, Kevin Hart has been, was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to keep apologizing. So, you know, unfortunately, um, I don't know. It just, we're just living in this time now where, where people are demanding, they're, they're the so demanding of, well, this is what we need you to do. And, and, and just keep pursuing. I mean, well, we're all unperfect. We're, we're not perfect. And we say things and we do things that we should not do. And I, I just feel like, okay, if you apologize, you need to apologize. But, um, you know, again, it's just the, the reality of us living in a perfect world. But anyway, I didn't mean to go into that, but the Oscars was really good. Um, Rami Malik from, uh, the, the, the lead actor in, Bohemian Rhapsody, excuse me, which is the biopic or the, the documentary of Queen, the rock group Queen. Uh, they won, um, they won a few Oscars. I think they won like two Oscars or so, um, or maybe three. But anyway, really good. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that actually on DVD. Um, I haven't got a chance to, to see it in the theaters, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. And, and, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Queen fan as far as like going out and getting their albums and not whatnot, but I do, you know, I heard, I've have heard their music and things like that. So, um, looking forward to that. And then the other, um, the other thing is, um, Black Panther. So Black Panther, um, came away with three Oscars and one was for, um, cinematography (laughs) and the other one I believe was for um, I think the I guess the the, had to do with costume costume wear and musical score so those were all pretty good um, um, areas in which you know Black, Black Panther came away with three Oscars for that movie phenomenal movie i'm excited about it because this was like the first time we had a marvel movie uh win uh not just one oscar but three oscars um predominantly black cast i mean it was just like just wonderful to see that just to see you know them being uh not only nominated in in among these other wonderful movies that we had but just you know um just the fact that they were they were recognized so really shout out to you know, the people like Ryan Coogler, who was the director of the movie and, you know, Marvel itself, you know, and, and you know, Kevin Feige, who was the head of Marvel and, you know, the, all the actors and all the actors that was in it. So just really exciting. I think that movie is going to really be something that, you know, for, for years to come, be able to look, go back and look at that movie over and over again and just get so much more out of it. But I'm really excited for Black Panther and what they did. Also, before I forget, Spike Lee, Spike Lee, 
got his first um, Oscar um, for Best Director for uh, Black Klansman. Really excited about that and was excited to see, you know, Spike Lee getting his getting an Oscar and uh, just really excited about him doing getting that. I mean, he's been directing for years and, you know, movies like, you know, um, uh, Do the Right Thing and Mo Better Blues and um, just a lot of just a lot of Malcolm X. He did the he did the documentary of Malcolm X. I mean, just so many, so many things that he has done you know, down to the years, you know, um, of just seeing, seeing, uh, Spike Lee being able to be recognized and getting his first Oscar for Black Klansman. I mean, if you haven't seen that movie, it's a really good movie. Um, it's, a, it's about a gentleman who is a black gentleman that worked as a, uh, private detective and he, how he infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan and, and pretended to be a Klansman or wanting to, wanted to be a, uh, a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And so that was really good. So anyways, um, definitely go check that out. If you haven't seen it, um, I believe it's out on like DVD or Blu-ray right now too. And then also, um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse that, that got nominated or got an award for, um, for best, uh, animated feature. Um, that was really good. I'm, I'm really excited about that. If you haven't seen that movie, that was a really good movie. If you're into Spider-Man, if you're into, you know, all things Spider-Man, it was really good because you got a chance to see Spider-Man in a different way, wearing a, a, a different mask. Uh, I mean, wearing it, so, excuse me, a different person wearing Spider-Man mask. So in other words, you, you had um, uh, Miles Morales, who was like the main character and she, and that character was, uh, was a person of color, so he was black, and I believe he was uh, black and and uh, and I want to say Filipino or black and Hispanic. But I noticed in the movie he was he was talking like he was talking. I, I want to say he was he was talking no or Puerto Rican. Maybe he was Puerto Rican. Anyways, I gotta go back and look at it again because I got a chance to only see it one time. But I did notice that there was a parts in the movie where he was walking through the neighborhood and he was talking like he had like different dialect. And plus, his mother was mixed. If now, if I remember the movie correctly, his father was black and he played as a police officer. And the mother, I believe, she was either Hispanic or Puerto Rican. But anyway, very good movie though. The kid, you know, I am. Um, you get a chance to see that there was other different Spider-Mans from different Spider-Verses. And that was pretty cool just to see how they integrated all that together. And, and just a, in, it's such a great story. So if you got, haven't got a chance to see that and you're in, really into Spider-Man or and whatnot, I, I, you know, if you're into that, then yeah, go check it out. Um, it's a really good movie. And um, so, yeah, so that's about it on the Oscars. Um, there was so many more, um, standouts that, that, um, I cannot right now currently remember right now, but it was a really good show. I thought, I thought that, you know, uh, it's good to, to recognize people for their hard work and, 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 you know, making a movie, you know, whether you're, you're a writer or a director or even an actor, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes skill, it takes patience and, with all that being said, these people, they put in a lot of time and effort 
to give us not only the entertainment that we get, but just to be able to tell a story. And I really think that one of the things that's good about watching a really good movie is that it tells a story. And that's the main thing. That's that's really something that I really, you know, take away from just, you know, being able to go to the theater and enjoy a good movie. So just wanted to kind of mention that. So anyway, um, oh, so this week, um, if you're into horror movies, us, us, the horror movie is that's coming out or is out um, today, I believe it is. Um, that's the Jordan Peele uh, directed uh, movie and uh, Lupito Nyong'o, um, one of the main actresses that's going to be in there. She was also in Black Panther as well. And then also, um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Um, I don't know why. I'm thinking his last name was Duke. But I just know that he played Umbaku in uh, Black Panther. He's also in this movie as well. And then also, um, also this week, um, there's um, Medea's Medea's family funeral. Uh, that's going to be out this week. And according to, you know, the, what I've heard, um, I guess this is supposed to be Medea's last movie on, on a big screen. So, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. So if anybody's interested in that, I believe that's coming out there or, or is out today, this week too. And then next week, next week, all my Marvel fans, um, we're getting ready to Captain Marvel is hitting the theaters on Friday, March the 8th. Make sure you, you make sure you have your tickets. Um, by now I'm sure tickets are probably sold out, but very anticipated movie. I can't wait to see this movie. And, um, it's an origin story and, um, there's not too much more I can say about it, to be honest with you, because, I'm kind of in the dark about it too, guys. So, but I am excited about it because I do know that it connects, connects the stories of, <clears throat> excuse me, in Avengers Infinity War to the next Avenger movie, which is Avengers Endgame. So it's kind of like has these two Avenger movies that are bookends, you know, on the front and the back of this movie. So I can't wait to see this movie. Can't wait to see exactly how this is going to fit in to the entire Marvel uh, story and plus Captain Marvel will be known as another Avenger so she will from what I from all from what it all points to that she will also be in the Avengers Endgame movie which will be coming out in April so <clears throat> I really can't wait to um, to see this movie myself and it, from the, the earlier trailers and everything looks very good. Looks like it's going to be an exciting movie. And I can't wait to see this movie. So, um, anyways, I will definitely have a report, um, um, non-spoilers on the movie and what I thought about the movie once I, once I see it. So just wanted to kind of, you know, let you know, guys know about that. And then, um, oh, and one more thing on our tech segment, uh, next week, we'll also be, I'll be talking about, uh, Mobile World Congress, which also happened in Barcelona, Spain. Lots of news came out of there about cell phones. A lot, of, lots of, mo- lot more companies showed up at Mobile World Congress. We had the Samsung event, but it, that was in San Francisco. But after that, 
more news came out from Mobile World Congress. And so I can't wait to um, record the next episode for you guys. And that way we'll be talking a little bit more about Mobile World Congress and, and all the new phones and technology that came out of that event. And so, um, again, I got more more stuff, more content to give you guys. So um, that's about it. And I hope to see you at the movies. Okay, so um, this segment um, is my last segment of this episode, and I normally end every episode with a scripture verse that um, I pretty much read. And um, so just real quickly, um, I have been using um, one of the things I, I like to use on my on my phone, my cell phone, or my tablet is the, the Bible app by you version. It's a really good Bible app. Um, it pretty much is the Bible on your phone or your tablet. Um, it's very good. It has devotionals in it as well. And so it's, um, a really good way to read the Bible. If you're like on the go and you per per se don't have your regular Bible with you. Um, it has, different versions of the Bible. So you have your New Living Translation, you have your King James, your regular, your old school King James, the New King James, NIV, um, the Message Bible, the Amplified Version of the Bible as well. And they have all these different translations um, all built into this app. Um, you can ha- you can highlight um, certain things you can highlight in there. So you can highlight verses. You can, um, and then also it's, it's, it's just gotten broader um, a lot more broader, a lot more detailed over the years, and um, I highly recommend this this app on your phone. Um, every morning, I usually post a verse of the day. Um, it also has beautiful backgrounds um, that you can use as well to you know to to post your verse to the backgrounds. And some of them are already curate, cur- curated to have it to where it's already just you can share it share it on you know instagram or facebook or twitter or what have you so i highly recommend this app it's it's called the um bible app but it's make sure that you get the u version um they call it u version um which is the name of the company um that produced this this bible app and uh, there's a lot of Bible apps on the Play Store if you're doing Android. Um, I believe it's, it's for Android and for iOS as well. So, again, this is one of, I want to combine this also just kind of, you know, giving you a segue of, you know, my app of the week. So, I want to also try to have, you know, an app for the week. Uh, so, certain apps that I use on my phone, I want to kind of refer or kind of recommend. So, this is also my app of the week. Is the Bible app by version and you know again I highly recommend it. There's also a children's um, a children's version. So there's a Bible app by version but for kids, and it has a lot of the animated um, pictures and things like that for you know children who you know they can read the Bible. They can they can read it to where you know it has like. Adam and Eve and, and, uh, you know, David and Goliath and Daniel and the lion's den, things like that. So, so anyways, (laughs) excuse me. 
Um, one of the verses that I came up with um, while reading the while reading my devotional, um, there was a devotional that I'm into called um, um, "How Do We Stop Sinning?" and one of the awesome verses or passages that I'm going to read to you today is found in Romans chapter 6 verses 4 through 4 through 23 now it's kind of lengthy but I hopefully you bear with me on this so I'm going to try to read it as, as quick as I can but also as, as um, accurate as I can as well okay so in verse 4 it says for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism and just as Christ was raised from the dead by his by the glorious power of the Father now we also may live new lives since we have been united with him in his death we also be raised to life as he was we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might not might lose its power in our lives we are no longer slaves to sin for when we died with Christ we were set free from the power of sin and since we died with Christ we know we will also live with him we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again death no longer has any power over him when he died he died once to break the power of sin and now that he lives he lives for the glory of God so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus do not let sin control the way you live do not give in to sinful desires do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin instead give yourselves completely to God for you were dead but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we, that, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Do you realize that you become the slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey the teach this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from the slavery to sin, from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to the righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using this the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which lead which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. 
But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to God, slaves of God, excuse me. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's the passage for today. I really, um, I'm really thankful, first of all, um, for the explanation about salvation and how it works. And that's one of the things that I want to kind of talk about today is salvation is given to all of us that believe. And, And if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, remember this, it's not so much the things that we have to do. It's not so much the things that the requirements that we have to do, but it is Christ that died on the cross and gave his life for us and the blood that it was shed for us. This verse also talks about the power that was broken when Christ died on the cross, the power that that was over us, that we felt like we could not help ourselves to sin and we cannot help ourselves to do the wrong things. Christ came and he took and he broke that power. And so if we're in Christ, if we identify ourselves to be in Christ Jesus, guess what? We're free. We're free from that sinful nature and those sinful desires. Yes, will you feel will you feel the urge to do those things? Yes, you will. But always remember to live for Christ is to live through faith and to continue to to make those things a practice in our lives. You know, when I first came to the Lord, you know, first of all, I was awakened to understand that, you know what, it is God that has 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 provided a way for me to 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 live right and to choose to choose to do those things. So now the choice is already there. So now every time that I might go through our life and we always have a choice. We, we can either choose to live according to our old way or we could choose to live a way in which God has provided that way for us. So there's no more of this, oh, I, I can't help myself and the power that's over me. There's, you know, there's, there's none of that anymore. So we have to always remember at this point in our lives now, especially if you're a Christian and you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you, you must believe and you, you must, in other words, you, you have to say, you know what, Lord, it's not I, but Christ that lives in me. And it's also the power of Christ, the blood of, of Jesus Christ that, that was shed on the cross for us that helps us to now we can choose to live in freedom in, in God, freedom in Christ Jesus, to walk in that in that authority, to walk in that freedom now. And like I said, the flesh will always want and yearn after the things that do wrong. But the spirit that lives within you, that's the part in which Christ says, I've awakened that, I've awakened that now. Now you can choose to either live by the spirit of Christ that lives within you, that is now awakening you, or you could choose to live by the flesh, which is the flesh always does the things that are wrong, all the things that, that, that will result in death. And like the Bible end up saying, or in this passage says that the wages of sin is death. So what is death? When you think about death, death is separation. Death means no more. So when, when we sin, we, in other words, 
when it says wages, look at that word wages. Wages also I count it as as like currency or money, what you earn. So guess what? When you sin, you earn these these this is what you earn as you sin. The wages of sin is what? Death, which means separation. How does that affect the Christian now? And like when we're living on earth, does it mean that we're 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 death as in physical death? No, that means a spiritual death. And how does that affect you? It affects your prayer life. It affects your devotion. It affects your communication with God. Let's let me take you back to the, the beginning of Genesis in the book of Genesis, where Adam and Eve, when they were first in the garden, God had told them plainly to to not eat of the tree of the of, of knowledge of good and evil. And when they ate of that tree because of what Satan had told them, they, they were ashamed. Their eyes were open and they understood that they had done something that was not right according to what God had told them not to do. All of a sudden they became more aware and then they become they became ashamed and they hid themselves. Now, what there's a lot that you can unpack from that situation. But one of the things that I will say that kind of links to what I'm telling you about, about the wages of sin and death is the fact that at that time, when they became aware of what they did, they they hid themselves. Therefore, the communication, the, the the communication and the devotion and everything, the connection that they had with God had been broken. Any time that we disobey God, we sever that. We sever that. Now, am I saying that you really sever a relationship with God? Not really. But God is always our Father. We're always His children. But what happens is when you become ashamed, just think of it in terms of you being a child and your and your mother or your father. And sometimes they you come to them, and they ask you, you know, what have you done? If you've done this thing wrong and how do we feel? Do we feel ashamed? We feel bad. We, we don't we don't want to look at them in their face. We don't want we turn away. We're ashamed to admit what we've done. And that's the same thing it is with us, with with Adam and Eve. They didn't want to admit what they've done. Death is that's that is what you call spiritual death that separates your communication with God. I will end this by saying this: that have you experienced death in your life? Meaning that a separation between, say, you and your Father, which is in heaven. We're talking God the Father. Look, I know how that feels. I'm just going to say that. I know how that feels. I know how it feels to be in such wonderful communion with God, walking with God. You know, they, they say, taste and see that the Lord is good. I know what it feels like to be so attached to God and in love with him and li- reading his word, talking to him every day. Then all of a sudden life happens. All of a sudden, you know, you make choices and bad choices and, and those choices you make or further choices and and you know they, you become you you begin to just stray away from the lord you 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 stop reading your bible as much you stop praying as much you just you just kind of like go in this whole different direction next thing you know you know the spiritual things are not even as important to you anymore that is what god does not want for us god is not in heaven saying that I'm going to wait till he gets back so I can strike him down or I can tell him off or I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. That's not what he feels. God is that father that says, you know what? 
no matter what you've done, no matter how long you've been away, no matter what you don't do anymore, just come back to me now as you are just the way it is where and you know what he does he picks up where you left off and I am a, and I am a, a, a witness to that I am a witness to that I know there was times in my life where I had walked away from God too and my devotion was not as strong and I know that I hadn't been reading my word I haven't been praying and just getting caught up being busy with life in general and just doing the things and then the what that did was that led me to do things that I shouldn't have done and 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 making poor choices and bad choices in my life now I'm at the point now in my life now where I'm back in, in communion with God loving God wanting to be one with the Lord in my heart and now the choices are back to making conscious choices to be pleasing to the Lord what matters hit to him and that's what I'm saying to you right now if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering you know if, like I said you know hey how do you know you don't know what I've done wrong hey you know what it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to God it doesn't matter okay to me it doesn't matter either but to God which is most important it doesn't matter what you what you have done and what you did in your past or even what you're currently involved with right now if you're currently involved with something right now, just cry out to God and say, God, you know what? I am so sorry for what I have done. God answers the prayer of a sincere heart and a sincere plea and a sincere cry out to the Lord. I don't care how bad the situation is that you're in right now. Look, tell him about it. Go somewhere alone. Go somewhere secluded by yourself so that you can really talk to God. So you, you can really like be one on one with him. I think that a lot of times we need that one-on-one. We need that 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 pure, just just untethered, just connection with someone that that we want to talk that he that that will we can talk to and he'll listen to us. So, and I know this, and I'm a witness to this. God wants to hear from you. God wants to he wants to be reunited with you. Again, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. And you're wondering, you know, should, you know, how this is all fitting in. But <clears throat> I will say this, um, you know, once you once you're connected to God, I'm not saying your life would be perfect. Matter of fact, you still have your ups and downs, but you're not going through this life alone. And also God wants to build you up and God wants to bring you close to him. And God wants you to have a successful living in throughout this life as a Christian, but also throughout the rest of your life, whether you are a husband, a wife, a child, going through school, going through work, whatever it may, may be. But he wants you to be successful in all areas of your life. And God cares about that. He's yes, if you're if you're lined up, and just to let you know, if you're lined up spiritually with God, guess what? You'll have a better perspective on the things that you do in the natural here. So am I saying that, oh, you're so spiritual that you're no earthly good? No, I'm saying that once you're lined up with God, once you once you're once you're one on one with him and in sync, that's really the word that I really want to use is that you are in sync with him. You're synchronized with him. Guess what? All the things that you that you're required to do in your natural life, which is going to work, 
being a husband, being a father, being a wife or a mother, being a child or a teenager or what have you, you know, God will line those things up or God will give you the vision and open your eyes to see this is what you do next and to prioritize your certain behaviors and certain things that you do. I don't care what you're into as far as productive wise. If you're into school and college and, and, and high school or whatever you're into, you know, God is going to help you through throughout those things. So again, I just want to kind of reach out to you right now and just say, hey, you know what? Get back in tune with God. God misses you. He loves you. He doesn't never stop loving you. Right now, when is the right time to get back with to him? Right now is the right time. The longer that you the longer that you wait, the longer you're going to fill that void. The longer that you wait, you're going to continue to fill that void, that emptiness, that separation, that death. Death is separation and the wages of sin is death. So don't continue to earn wages of sin. Don't continue to go down that path. Reunite with your father. Reunite with with him. He's waiting to hear from you. And he's always been waiting to hear from you. Just like he was waiting to hear from me. And trust me. When you get back with him, you're going to feel awesome. You're going to feel wonderful. Your day is going to be brighter. So that's pretty much all I have. I could have went in depth a little bit further. And there will always be more scriptures to give out, you know, at the end of my podcast. Um, I just want to encourage everybody that that has been listening to the podcast. I appreciate all the all the subscribes. And all the uh, just the, all the listening to listening to the the episodes. And again, I, I'm really excited about doing this. And the more that I, I I've been recording, um, the better that I feel that I've gotten. And so <clears throat> I'm gonna continue on with this. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I mean, I, I really hope that you guys are in, enjoying the content I'm giving. Remember, this is a different type of podcast, and it's kind of kind of right now this is kind of the direction that i've been going with you know a little bit of movies a little bit of entertainment a little bit of technology because those are the things that i'm really into and the things that i love to talk about i love to talk about my marvel movies i love to talk about technology and the gadgets and stuff and then also i just want you know let everybody know i'm also into the spiritual as well i'm i'm 100 a child of god and i'm 100 you know um, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, until next week, you know, uh, follow me also on, on Facebook. Um, some of you already do, uh, on Instagram. I don't have, I, I keep forgetting, but, um, I'm going to definitely remind myself to, to get those information, get that information. But if you want to email me, my email address is black nerd for you. That's B L K N E R D, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. You have any comments or anything you would like to leave me, please leave me an email. Also, you can leave a message on the comment line on anchor.fm. And again, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to hearing your feedback and uh, things that you 
that you you know want to hear more of within the context of what I'm talking about. And until next week, I got more to, more more stuff coming out. Like I said, I got more stuff coming from Mobile World Congress. That uh, news are coming out from that. We got Captain Marvel coming up. We got so much stuff coming. And of course, you know, we always we always got the Word of God. So again, let's let's uh, spend some time together. And I can't wait to to seeing you another episode and we get a chance to just kind of chop it up a little bit all right until next time god bless have a wonderful day a wonderful evening